episode 116 of The Platformers, a show about nerd culture. As always, I am your host, Brian Barnett. I am Chris Shriver. And I just got a flu shot. I'm James Clark. <laughs> yeah, whoop. Are you feeling all uh, all dumb and warm and sleepy yet? Do you feel like the government's Dude, my, in your brain yet? My bones hurt. This flu shot is <laughs> in my bones. My bones. bones. <laughs> Gave me boneitis. Bone. Oh no, my boneitis. Bone-itis. My only regret <laughs> is having boneitis. <laughs> I legitimately thought about that like a week ago. That episode. Oh, I like, think about it all too often. Freaking do it the moment that he gets done. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so. This week, we're going to have some some pretty cool discussions because we've got, uh, as uh, you know, as we just shared with you, we've got special uh, special review correspondent James Clark. Uh, yes. And uh, he took it upon himself to play a couple of games uh, to come on the show to talk with us about it. Um, so where where would you like to start? Would you like to start in the turn-based genre or in the... The fighting genre. I believe we should start in the turn-based genre. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So so as I said um, before, uh, my review of Disgaea One Complete. I think I said this last week, unless it was not up yet. Uh, my review of Disgaea One Complete is up on Nintendial. If I didn't mention that, I feel like I did though. Uh, it's up. It's uh, it's good. But here's the thing. I've played this game before. James did not. So I wanted to have him on and talk about this remastered game that I think is something like 15 years old. Holy it is crap. 15. They released it because it was the 15th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. I did not realize that. So, James, uh, take it away. What, what, do you, what did you think? Well, first of all, how far are you in Disgaea 1 Complete? I'm not far at all. And it's, it's crazy because I've been trying so hard and but here's my problem here. i mean it is it is an incredibly long game like it, this is this is yeah. a game that literally can have no end like if you want to play this game forever you literally can so i i have this problem with games like this so i, I played i kind of went into this with like the fire emblem mindset i was like oh tactical board game kind of style turn-based that that's my jam i love yeah. that yeah so going into this immediately i was like all right i'm probably just going to play as the one character so I've just been grinding out Laharl, and it, it's taking a while, just even getting through, like, Buyer's Castle and such. Yeah. I've been spending most of my time just grinding item world, getting more money to hopefully make more characters to use as just my fodder. So I don't, you know, just kind of send them to make a path for me to get the big guys out of the way. Nice. And it's, it's, it's good. It's good. I've never, I've never played this guy. I wanted to play this one because it seemed like the first, you know, I could just... Get get in here. Maybe play the rest of them. I don't know if two and three would be more dated since this is like an updated one. I don't know how old those. Uh, games no, because the are. systems the systems are more modernized. Because as much as they changed the graphics, like they updated the graphics mm-hmm. and to, and pulled um, sprites and things from the newest game. So like yeah. some of the monster sprites literally didn't look like that at all on the original. Uh, okay. And neither did the character ones. Like, the brawlers looked very different um, in the original Disgaea, but they pulled the sprites from Disgaea 5 uh, mm-hmm. into this. Um, so Disgaea 5 looks very similar, except the environments look a little bit better. Um, but the mm-hmm. mechanics are, like, way more robust uh, yeah. in Disgaea 5. I recommend playing like playing this, and then if you decide that you want something that's, like, more engaging, has a lot more to do, 
um, then pick up Disgaea 5 because it's freaking dope. Yeah. And why wouldn't you now, just start with Disgaea 5? Uh, the, the the reason why a lot of people... The reason why I think they did this is because I still does, Die Hard Disgaea fans uh, will say the story from Disgaea 1 is the best. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I'm super invested into it. Just try and figure out why this little little kid is sleeping for so long and who who took out his papa yeah what's so, going on what's what's etna's deal get there. she's obviously doing something oh she was trying to there was way too many weapons when he was getting out of that yeah. coffin where <laughs> hey, I was you trying, trying to wake, wake me up. up or kill me yeah <laughs> yeah it's good but the there's definitely a uh it seems like there's a bit of a grind in between me and my quests which is fine because the game is incredibly fun um my only complaint is that since these maps are kind of like a floating grid is when you're trying to rotate the camera you only get four actual angles to view so sometimes it's like finicky getting a good angle to also move your grid without falling just millions of miles off the map i kind of wish there was like invisible walls around this cubert grid we're living on yeah uh in future games they they alleviate that a little bit by also having like a pivot function where it goes more overhead Ooh. uh which is Give like very nice. I was trying to find it because I couldn't remember if this game had it or not. But there is a mm-hmm. zoom out, like so. I always play it zoomed out and then tilted uh, less, mm-hmm. uh, so that I can like see around stuff. But yeah, there there are some times where like, especially if you get in the item world and there's like a lot of cliffs and stuff, where like it can be a little oh. bit tricky to see around. Um, but it's freaking worth it, man. I you can get some messed up stuff in the in the uh, in the item world. It's pretty good. Yeah, I actually I don't know. Are those levels randomly generated in yes. the item world? Okay, because I got I got stuck like on an island where I could not get back because they killed the rest of my party. So it was just Laharl stuck on this little little island, oh, and I had wow. to. And I was on, I was about to get to level ten where you can actually like save or get yeah. out of there. Did you have and a Mister Jency? What is that? The Mister Jency's exit. Oh, I I did not. If you use that item, it'll immediately take you out of the. Oh, is that like the escape rope? Yeah. Okay. Is it called something like short? That is like Gen C or something. I forget. I thought it had like a shortened name in my item, it's, but I looked for it. Yeah, it's a, it's it, a Mister Mister Gen C's exit. Okay, I did not have it, and I had to turn my game off. <laughs> oh, that stinks. So I, I lost my can... item world progress. Oh wait, and... no, I guess you can't do that. No, you gotta get to the like every ten levels you can actually yeah, like, save. Yeah. Or... Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's pretty interesting. So you. So Wait, I, wasn't, I wasn't even mad. Have you seen Have you seen Flan yet? No. Okay. So have you beaten Vires? No. Okay. Dude, I can't beat him. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so I've just been grinding item world. So are you just? You're literally level. just playing Laharl. You're not doing Etna yeah. at all. No. Wow. She's like level five still or something i don't know she's, What's a, she's really low he's 10 i want to say you're 10 and you can't beat vires i cannot i i don't know if i'm just like bad or something but I'll, i'm also just kind of keep going back to the item world okay i mean sure like, like do do what you want but there are a couple of tricks if you look around on the geo symbols in on mm-hmm. the virus level like there's some stuff you can do okay so i've been trying to figure that out like because there's two people right in front of Vyres that just yes that will wreck so, your stuff. They hit so dang hard, and they have like triple stats. Like, yeah, they have triple okay. stats because of the geo symbols and double attacks. Yeah, so everyone else I, before that does maybe like 15 damage or so. Yeah, and these people just 
shoot down one of my penguins for like 200 damage. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, do and you that kind of put to, me on my grind path. Do you want me to tell you what I did, or do you yes. want to figure it out? Uh, no, let me try and figure it out. Okay, because I still have it in like sleep mode next to me. So <laughs> okay. So, but like, so what? What are your what are your impressions? Like story wise, gameplay wise, like like what do you what do you think? Like, you, it sounds like you're liking it. Yeah, I, I do, think. Do you have it's any thoughts great. on like how everything th- works compared to like other kind of games? Like you mentioned Fire Emblem, and uh, I'm assuming you've played Final Fantasy Tactics. I have not played Final Fantasy Tactics. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. If that's where I have to go next, I'm I'm more than willing. Yeah. But I think one of my complaints. So it just actually guess general impression. Very fun. There is a grind, but the game's fun, so I don't, I don't mind that. Like, it seems like the difficulty kind of ramped up in between worlds, where you have to go back and maybe play the one before it just, just a few more times and then move on, which is fine. Item World is great. This is my first time going back to Castle Fires after just grinding Item World the past, like, two days. But uh, I don't know what a lot of the item terms mean. So, like, what do you have any like examples? The, I could find one. Yeah, just pop, pop it up, pop it up. Let me pull my disguise. So while while you're doing that, I'll I'll tell a story. So like, in yeah. I played I played so much disguise when it released on PS2. Uh, I I got it for the first time in college. Uh, I tried it out. So I went to a Game Crazy. I used to work at Hollywood Video, and Game Crazy was the game shop that was attached to it. And unlike GameStop or like EB games or some of those other places game crazy would let you open games and they had consoles set up all around the shop and you could actually pop it in and play it for a while to see if you would want it before Mm -hmm. you bought it, which I thought was so great. So a lot of people were like, Hey, this game is like really hard to find. It's a big old tactic game. A lot of people really love it's a cult hit. And so I was like, all right, well let me try it. And so I tried it and I was like, Oh man, this game is sick. Like I love this game. So I bought it. Took it home uh, with me. Uh, I think I was in college at the time. Mm-hmm. And basically for like a year or more, I just played this game. And then <laughs> I, like, I played through, beat the game. Uh, I think I beat the game at like level 50 or 60 or maybe a little higher than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a friend of mine gave me my very first Coheed and Cambria album. Uh, which was Second Stage Turbine Blade was the first one that I got. And I listened to that album on loop while running through the item world. And so it was just endless, randomly generated uh, content trying to, you know, steal, trying to get stealing hands so I could steal like really awesome weapons and equipment, just constantly powering up my, my characters, reincarnating them so their stats go higher and higher just keep going because in this game you can go up to level nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine, and now is that where you would like restart kind of like a, a prestige? I would, or yeah, a... I would. You reincarnate and then you mm-hmm. you store a portion, a percentage of the stats that you had at level nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, or whatever level you reincarnate at, and then you start with those. So like you start at level one again, but you mm-hmm. have the stats of like somebody who's like two hundred and fifty or three hundred. And then you freaking level up again, and then you reincarnate, and your stats are just getting higher and higher and higher. Um, Man, and it's just—I I feel so insignificant with my my level ten at my my item world <laughs> grind. I was, you yes, can, I have made it. <laughs> yeah, you can freaking melt people. So you can do millions and millions and millions of damage in a single hit when yeah. you get really powerful. It's ridiculous. And then they have so, like uber hard bosses. Uh, 
you know, later on in like the world of yeah. Carnage and stuff. So let me give you an example of some like uh, here's a common axe. Okay. Like below it says innocent. Oh, you're talking about like dietitians and stuff. Yeah. Then you have like manager six, century one. What yeah. Is that, what yeah. Is this? So each of those, each of so an innocent is a a creature that lives inside your weapon, and it boosts the stats that it has. Uh, and hmm. if you go into the item world of that weapon and you find those innocents and you kill them, it will turn them into, uh, I, they're not called like domesticated, but they're like conquered innocents. And that increased the stat boost that they give your items. So is this like a soul eater situation or, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't play soul eater, but you can, you can combine innocents of the same type and move them around between weapons. So like you can get, uh, like axes typically have uh, innocence that boost their attack stat. So you can like keep beating those and then combining them and combining them and then send them to another weapon and then beat that one and combine it. And then you'll just get, it just increases the percentage that you're of your stats that it will do. Now manager increases the amount of mana that you get when you kill enemies. And there's other ones that increase the amount of, a uh, skill boost that you get on your weapons, which also mm-hmm. increases your damage. And then there's also experience boosting innocence. So you can make weapons that are specifically built to level people up and give them tons of mana. And then you can really work the system where like you'll kill a person that's level 10 and you'll level up like 15 times. Yeah. Like you can really, if you get in there and really get granular with it, you can, Oh man. Oh buddy. You can do so many things. You just opened up a whole like, world of grindy hurt for me. <laughs> yep. And the cool thing about it is, is like I said in my review, there's a there's a person in the in the uh, in the home base that you can talk to, and they're like, "There's a lot of crazy systems in here, but don't worry about it. You can totally beat the game with just minimal knowledge." And that's absolutely I think true. That's why I've just been playing my one character and just grinding him up. Yeah. So I was like, "Cool, they told me I can do it, so I'm gonna do that." <laughs> yeah. And you can Which do that. Like, fine. you can get to the point where, like, it'll take you a little while until you get in the groove. But, like, you can legit get to the point where, like, you can just steamroll the whole thing. And Lahara yeah. was always my strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because the more people you create through the, the pupil and mentor system. Yeah, like the uh, Dark Assembly? Yeah, through the Dark Assembly. The more people that he creates um, or recruits, he gets mm-hmm. a percentage of their stats. So, like, you can just level up the people that that are under him and then he gets even stronger so it's like it's totally ridiculous but you can there's a lot of systems that you can abuse and there's yeah. they add way more systems like that in further mm-hmm. in other games where like here's a here's a grid and you can organize people on that grid and put them in clubs and then they can do stuff together or it gives them new abilities and stuff and it's just like it's it's awesome. Okay, I'm glad I'm starting with just this. This seems, I can yeah. digest this. This is yeah. this is pretty tame compared to like a lot of uh I guess it's turn based. Well, F- Fire Emblem's pretty pretty cut and dry. Yeah, Mine's it's pretty of death. Th- I would this is the most this is the most in my opinion, Disgaea mm-hmm. is the most high quality and complex and deep strategy turn-based grid-based RPG like that there is, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's just totally ridiculous, but well, if you want me to briefly mention the technicalities of it, did they just take the PS2 uh, sound files? Uh, I think... So. I, I don't know, actually. So using a lot of like special moves and such, it almost has like a grainy tone to it. 
sounds like uh huh. you know it's not not mastered very well so i'm thinking maybe the sounds are just right out of uh ps2 i mean they might be but i, I feel I, like they i, I feel know. like they they may have i feel like i heard somebody say that they like redid the music maybe yeah the music sounds clean but it's yeah like the, the sound effects files and, and like stuff, attacks yeah. and stuff like blade rush and all that mm-hmm. yeah okay interesting yeah that's that's uh that's an interesting thought i don't know about that i mean that would make sense but they've yeah. still had like a lot of i don't know they, they have different moves than they had previous that is a good point because i feel like with the do you have a martial artist like a brawler because i feel uh, like the I just triple made one, strike actually. the triple strike ability does sound kind of kind of chunky yeah that's interesting huh Man, so overall that's... overall positive you gonna keep uh, going any uh, yeah any game that has made me grind i quit but i keep turning this back on when i'm just sitting with my switch i'm just like damn it let's do one one more item world or like yeah no i you made made it sound like maybe i should level up some of my other guys i mean i would i would i would at least say that like etna's a pretty good backup Mm -hmm. so that could very well be my problem but i'm having a fun time trying to get there sure yeah I mean, freaking do you. You can do all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you if you get sick of, like, a generic character that you make, you can always reincarnate them into something else later. Just just kill them. Melt them down for glue. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's no horses in this game. <laughs> these yeah. are, this is my horse. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I'm going to keep playing it. Well, I'm glad that it's that it's got some stickiness for you. I know games like this can be, like, kind of intimidating. But mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm glad that you're into it. Yes. I'm very into it. And then after this, uh, I'm probably going to pick up Disgaea 5 Complete. So just because, like, I played it. I I got very close to platinuming it on PS4. But there's some, like, extraneous extra boss things that just require you to grind for so long to be able to fight them. I'm just like, ah, I'm done. <laughs> Nobody got time for it. But I, I, despite, like, putting well over, like, 120 hours into Disgaea 5 on PS4, like, I kind of want to get it on Switch and, like, just play through that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Then you squeeze them extra hours in the car or when you're waiting for just nonsense. Yeah, exactly. You know, do, doing laundry, washing exactly. dishes, yeah. mowing the lawn. Yeah, when I'm mowing the when I'm just mowing the lawn, <laughs> I'll just I'll just whip it out. Just play something when I'm mowing the lawn. Uh, that's all I got for disguise. Chris, what's going on with you, buddy? No, sorry, I, I have like nothing to contribute to that conversation, so I was just like, I'm just gonna mute yeah, myself sure. and let them can, go. Can you tell us what the game was called again, Christopher? Uh Disguise One Complete. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Dragon Ball Fighters is on Switch now. Yes, yes I figured it is. that would be the next one. Yes. Um, yeah. we can all relate here. I just, I threw up some, uh, uh you threw up? Threw up uh, oh, some no. game explain, uh, footage for Disgaea 1 Complete and, uh, now Dragon Ball Fighters on the stream. Um, so thank you, game awesome. explain. Uh, we didn't get permission, but whatevs. I'm shouting your name out there. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting. This game runs uh, in the lobby. It doesn't run great. Um, at least I found the. I, I didn't notice any issues. I, I don't know if it's like my connection um, when it's docked, which is very possible um, because I found uh, sometimes if there's a lot going on, like on other, I assume in the surrounding areas, like just houses around me. Um, that or maybe my connection is just bad. I don't know because I'm I'm over wireless um, in my place. Um, yeah, same, as far same as the me. consoles are concerned. So um, yeah, in the lobby, I've noticed a little bit of chugging. Um, but other than that, 
uh, when you're actually in gameplay, I've been playing it on pad, um, and I also did handheld mode a little bit. Um, but I gotta tell you, playing it on pro controller, it's probably out of all the versions. Oh, excuse me, all the versions that I've played, and I've played um, fight stick, Xbox uh, One controller on PC, PS4, and uh, now the Nintendo Switch. Um, if I'm going to play on pad, the Switch Pro Controller is definitely my favorite one of all. Wow. Um, not including the fight stick. The fight stick's still, like, my bread and butter, but... Um, yeah. It's, there's something about that controller that, that just, like, to me, feels, like, really good with this game. Um, I feel like the triggers especially are very, very good. Yeah. Like, they're, they're easy to press. They're, everything just works really well, and it feels very comfortable in your hand. Well, it's kind of like a... I love that the D-pad on that controller is so... I enjoy it so much more than the Xbox One D-pad. Um, oh, my God. I... Like, the, the Xbox One, I don't know. Like, I'm, I got one right in front of me here. Um, it's just... It's very clicky. It just... I see the... Ac- that's my that's my favorite. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, it all... It's different strokes kind of thing. Um, yeah. When, when I'm playing this- on PS4, I, I have to play with that because that's the... That is... That, that D-pad is, like, a requirement for me personally. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt. No, you. no, not at all. Um, and th- the other thing was, uh, I, I um, I've tried it in handheld mode with both. I have a one of the modded Joy-Con with a D-pad and just the yeah. The, how is the that? stock one? Yeah, let me uh, get one. Honestly, like I think it's I think it's great. Um, I don't see, and I was the same way with Shovel Knight. Like. I don't really have a problem with the Switch D-pad, like the stock D-pad. Um, yes. I, like I don't. It's not amazing, but like <sighs> I don't think it's like it's debatable. The, I don't think it's like the worst thing in the world. Like the way that you were talking about, it, you're like this game isn't even playable like in handheld mode because this D-pad what, is so bad. Yeah, at least that's that's the vibe that's, I got from you. That is about it. how I feel about it. And yeah. It Mm-mm. it was it got to the point where like I had to start playing on the analog stick, uh, which was not great for me um uh i so i i have this i have dragon ball fighters on every platform that it's available for Uh, i have it on playstation 4 xbox one pc and switch um and i will say the portability of the switch version is not to be denied like there is something to be said for like just sitting wherever you need to be like on the couch like in the kitchen like standing up somewhere like in my office out waiting at a bus stop or something and being able to go into practice mode, work on your combos, like try out some new stuff, familiarize yourself with new characters, play Majin Buu. Yeah. Even play, uh, even playing through story mode or like I, I was working through like combo challenges and stuff, um, trying to get more Zenny so I could unlock, you know, some of the Halloween costumes and things, um, that are out now. Uh, there is something to be said for the portable nature of that game. And, uh, James and I played uh, a bunch of matches, and it it works pretty well in handheld mode yeah. on Wi-Fi. Like, we got like between four and six frames, and that mm-hmm. is that's like it's not that's ideal. pretty much on par with what we were getting on PS4, though. At least what you were getting on your end when we were playing. Uh, yeah, a yeah. while back, which is impressive because I'm hooked in wired right like, on my PS4. Right. Um, and I will say I had fewer, uh, despite all uh, odds. Uh, I had fewer connectivity disruptions on Switch than I've had on PS4. Wow. Uh, as far yeah. as matches and as far as just being in a lobby and then being like, nope, you're not in a lobby anymore. 
Like I had yeah, a lot I of those issues. I on, haven't had uh, any on, of that on Switch. On PS4, I had that happen one time, uh, and I don't. I I don't know why that was. Uh, I I've I will say, I've had I've had the most issues with connectivity. Uh, and lobby disconnects and stuff on Xbox. And I've had the least amount of issues, the fewest amount of issues on PC. Uh, but right after PC is Switch. So I will, and and uh, there is dynamic resolution scaling uh, on this game. So like if you do like triple tag supers, like you will notice like it gets pixelated. It gets pretty pixelated to try to keep up with the frame rate that it's targeting. Um, but, and I did still a couple of times notice some slowdown during my like level three with Bardock, like during his like strongest, longest lasting super. Um, but other than that, like it is imminently playable. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like it's, it's, uh, it's really good. Um, and it's, it's, I, I went to practice one, uh, one Tuesday, I think it was last Tuesday. And, uh, literally set it up with the kickstand switch i switch 2.0 better be getting a freaking better kickstand than that because this yeah. kickstand sucks oh it's terrible i don't even well now because uh, i have that switch charge battery pack thing that snaps onto the back of it um the kickstand on that is solid nice um, so that's good to know i like i forget that that's a problem because it's a um, huge problem because i use that all the time whenever i'm like traveling but I pop off the Joy-Con and just handed one to my buddy to the left, and we literally just played, like, two or three matches of Dragon Ball right there. It's a simplified control style, and it, it gives you, like, kind of the stick way of executing moves because, like, you only have two triggers, so in order to do homing dash, you have to hit X and Y together or Dragon Rush, and then uh, A and B together is, uh, like, homing dash or something. So, like, you have to kind of do that sort of thing. And to burst, you have to hit all four of the face buttons at once. But other than that change uh, and the fact that your your uh, your shoulder buttons only handle assists and changing characters, mm. it is totally playable. Like, it made it more difficult for me to execute some of my combos because at that point I wasn't used to using a, a, a joystick um, a, in my executions and, like, doing combos and, and things like that. So, like, I did drop a couple of combos at a certain point. But overall, like... I was still like 70 to 80% of like my normal playability on just this tiny Joy-Con. So the, you know, the, I, I was wonder, I was incredulous and had no idea how they were going to actually make that work for people to be able to play with just one Joy-Con and play on one switch, but they did it. They did against all odds. They did it. And they made this thing run Mm -hmm. and still look pretty good, uh, on switch. So, I mean, I mean, what's cool is like, the way, either. The load times are faster than Xbox as well. Oh, uh, well, yeah. And that was the one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, was they're the, faster uh, than Xbox One X load times. Yeah. Like. But <laughs> they're not fast. Like, And I think we no, mentioned this. I, I can't remember if we mentioned this on the show or if I mentioned this to you when we were playing something one night. Um, yeah, I, like, I, don't, I don't know. I think you I think you talked to, to me about that. I don't think we've talked about that on the show. Yeah, the, the load times on Switch, like, if, if you're familiar with Dragon Ball Fighters, when you you know log into a game or like a game a match is loading um this song starts playing and i started to hear parts of the song on the switch version that i've never heard before because yeah. i've never waited that long <laughs> for the load times yeah um so like as far as it being a game that i like 
this isn't going to be the primary way that I play fighters, right? But like, no, it's PC. I, I love the idea that I can bring my Switch to work if I'm like, you know what, I don't feel like working out today. I can play this on my desk or um, if I'm like between bingo gigs or whatever, like whatever situation I'm at, if I have my Switch with me, I've got this downloaded on there and it's not a huge download. I think it's like six or seven gig. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know it's quick. there like waiting for me if I if I need to just like kill a little bit of time. Now, I do need to say objectively that the Switch in its little sandwich Joy-Con controller is the best way to play. It is the best D-pad on this little Joy-Con controller. Oh, man. I primarily play on DualShock. This may sound like you're you're trolling uh, our listeners and viewers, but you have a very specific reason why you feel this way. Yes. So... When touching any other D-pad, I have a DualShock on me. If you push any of the directions, you're also shaking all those other directional buttons. So if your input's off, you're also now pushing two directions or whatever. But the Switch Joy-Con D-pad, those four beautiful individual buttons. (laughs) To do an instant air dash, you just push two buttons and then forward. Just two buttons and forward without hitting any other buttons. It comes out clean every single time. All the combos, or anytime you have to jump cancel, you just hit up without hitting any other any other D-pad inputs. It's the best. It's clean. All of the D-pads are just like these weird rolly things. I'd rather use either like a fight stick at that point, but yeah, like I I used to this think D-pad about, is what I've always wanted. Yeah, I used to think about this game Which in terms so of like um, like Marvel <laughs> versus that's literally Capcom. the opposite of the way that I feel. <laughs> <laughs> like. Or I guess the the comparison I want to make is like Marvel versus Capcom versus Mortal Kombat slash Injustice. Like if mm-hmm. you play any of those games, you have to like very deliberately be like down left. Uh, talking about yes. Mortal Kombat, um, yeah. yeah, down left X or like whatever. Um, and and I don't know if you mentioned, but same for Injustice and things like that. As well. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so then you take something like uh, Marvel versus Capcom, and it's like quarter circle, quarter circle, whatever, and then mm-hmm. that's your move. Um. Those are my fight stick games. Right. Yeah. I used to think of this game in terms of that um, because I play on fight stick. And after playing it on the Switch Joy-Con, um, the way that James is descri- it's describing, like, it, it, it's yes, weird. Like, it works smooth. really well. <laughs> I would use the word sensual in some cases. Wow. What? Like, the, the deliberate D-pad uh, down left, down right, right. type thing? Yeah. Just full control of your directional movement. Which is so weird because I feel like with with like a standard D, like with the Xbox one, let's just use my ideal controller for an, mm-hmm. an example. Mm-hmm. The Xbox One S controller specifically. Uh, the D-pad on it is super clean. The buttons don't require as much uh, pressure to input. It's like a cross between the original Xbox One controller which isn't amazing, and the Xbox One Elite controller, but I think it's better than both. With that, you can kind of sit your thumb in like this nice saddle right here, and you can just rock it left, rock it right. Like I can sit on the down button and Mm. block, and then just like sweep right, and then boom, I've got a special coming out. Whereas with, with that, they're all of the, with the switch, all of the buttons are raised, so I can't rock my fingers between any of them because they mm. stick 
because they're all raised individually. So it, it actually makes it more difficult for me to do mm-hmm. the like rolling and sweeping because I don't press individually because if I was going to do that, I would just, I don't know. I would do something else. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I would get a, what is it? Uh, what's it called? A hitbox? Oh, where they I literally wanted one of those. Where they literally don't even have a joystick. It's a, it's a, it's a fight stick that doesn't have a stick. It's just yeah. four buttons. Yeah, uh, it's kind of mimic like keyboard players, so they don't have to bring their computer keyboard to, to oh, set up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are uh, the same controllers that people play Hatsune Miku with. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen people go to Dragon Ball Fighters tournaments with those. I believe I've it. seen Some... people go to Hatsune Miku tournaments with those. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so I would I would say if you have... I mean, there are some there are some real strengths to the Switch version of this game that you don't get with any of the other versions. Like so a Joy-Con, those are, like like being able to like being able to to crack off the Joy-Con and play with someone literally anywhere. In mm-hmm. a um, well, and what's funny is like the game the game is so accessible to begin with, and giving somebody a single Joy-Con somehow makes it more accessible. <laughs> Yeah, and they yeah. have they've introduced simplified controls in this game, which That's I don't I mean. think the other games. I don't think the other they don't have, have that now. Like the, the first time that popped up in the Switch version, I was like, I've never seen that menu before in any version of this game. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's a, a it's in the what is it the special move list or whatever you can actually switch it over and it's like this is how you do all the stuff with the simplified input. Right now, I move I switched to the simplified input. I couldn't do a dadgum thing. I switched it immediately back. <laughs> Because I've spent like 200 plus, 300 plus hours on the normal inputs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it's, it's at that point, the learning curve is like so ridiculous. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's, I did find a lot of, of enjoyment from like playing it on the big screen. Audrey wants to watch something. Let me pop it out. I'll just sit back, lean back on the couch, keep working through the story. Stuff like that. Like it's, it's. It's fun. Like, I want to say that I've had the same experience, but we watch so much anime anymore where, like, if we do watch something and it's always in Japanese. So now yeah, so you can't. I like, I'm like, man, uh, the perfect opportunity for me to play Switch. Just kidding. I'm reading like, yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah, but it's OK because anime is dope. So <laughs> I, I, I recommend it. I'll also, I have um, uh, my review, my written review uh, for Dragon Ball Fighters is up on Nintendo as well. Uh, full disclosure: the tagline is "the greatest fighting game of all time" now available on the go. Just so you know where I'm coming at you from. Nice. Because for, because for my money, this is the best Dragon Ball game ever made, and the best fighting game ever made. Before I would have said Blaze Blue, then I would have said the new Guilty Gear, Guilty Gear Exard, and now Dragon Ball has taken the cake. Arxis keeps outdoing themselves, and I'm. It's it's incredible. It's fantastic. What's the not next the best game they game have ever. coming out? It's actually not a fighting game. Uh, it's oh, uh, Kill the Kill, right? Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, I think. that. Yeah, yeah, but that is a that's a three D um, battle arena kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like my hero. Yeah, which I'm hoping I'm hoping to hear uh, back on. It's not in the release window yet, but I'm freaking hoping for codes on that soon. Mm-hmm. And I now I need to reach out about. Uh, about Kill a Kill as well. I think Bandai is publishing that one as well, right? Yeah. Then I shouldn't have any problems with that. So we should be able to get something for that as well. Um, that'll be dope. I'm really excited about that. Because that, that show is 
crazy. And the trick they they've really captured like in the same way that they've that they captured the Akira Toriyama style from Dragon Ball in Fighters. Like they've really captured Trigger's like kind of animation in uh, in Kill a Kill. Like from what I've seen so far, like it looks looks really good. Um, but yeah, that's up. Um, and before I hear any people responding to this, I had a lot of people comment to the to the tweet of like me saying, "Hey, this is the for you know for my money, nothing has ever captured the looks, the personality, and the moves of Dragon Ball." Uh, characters Dude. as well as fighters and people are like Budokai 2, Budokai 3 one word. I'm like those games literally play like Tekken. You can suck it. Those, those games, games like I, really I didn't good. play those games when they came out and I'm sure like a lot of these people are wearing rose colored glasses because um, yeah. I went back and like was watching gameplay for that after I was yeah. going through that tweet. That game has yeah. not aged well. Like it it no. look, it's so stiff. Uh, Budokai and, 3 was a good way to experience the story of Dragon Ball without watching it. I thought that's all it was like great for. Interesting. Yeah. I definitely played those games. Like I, mm-hmm. I mained, uh, you know, Android Seventeen and played through like all that stuff. Uh, but it's those games are not as good as this. Um, I think I are we all agreed? Yeah, I, mean, I haven't played them, but get... like, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. We it, this game came out in January and we're still playing it and talking about it almost yeah. every episode. Yeah. <laughs> That should tell you something. <laughs> I've I want- literally stayed up until two and three o'clock in the morning watching tournaments. Like who? Like I'm, I'm in bed. I meant to go to sleep at eleven thirty, and I'm still up at two thirty because I'm watching a six-hour tournament. Like, That's no other game has done that to me. Like even, even I mean, this is maybe a sneak peek into our game of the year discussion. Spy- I never watched any videos of people watch uh, playing Spider-Man or yeah, God that's, of War. That's different, though. Or any of those other things. Those are and they didn't stick with me. I never. I don't replay those. I don't do. I, now, you, a fighting no, 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 game no, no, is different. You, you a fighting game you is can't different. Make, yeah, I was gonna say you can't make those comparisons, like because they're not meant for that. Those are meant to be single. They're, single they're use. meant to be single player. Like it's not like oh, let me turn on that one scene that I love from this movie. Like that's you it, can't sure, make that comparison. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh huh. If you change the way that my relationship is with esports, and now I'm actually I actually care about it. I actually care about tournaments. I actually mm-hmm. care about getting involved in the Discord and Reddit communities for fighters. Like, and I'm talking to people and I'm learning and like that sort of. I, I don't know. It's it's a totally different experience, and I think it's super valuable. So I'm and just gonna leave it. I'm just gonna leave it there. So our friend Richie Pickwell is in the chat as well. And he is... Is now or was? He is, he is right now. now. It looks Hi, like. Oh, okay. okay. So if we have some Dragon Ball questions, we'll, we can field those. But, Absolutely. Oh. Uh, I... I forgot I how many it. boobies are in Kill a Kill, and I just played the trailer on... Uh, Did you say movies or boobies? Boobies. Oh. Bre- breasticles. I yes. see. Yes, there are, there are lots of breasts. Yeah. Oh, he just uh, wants to play fighters with us. Oh. That, that's we all we that. got. <laughs> yeah. We can do that after nice. the show, Rich. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. Um, so, speaking of breasts, uh, I played uh, a game this week called Tower 57. Have you guys heard of this? Uh, only you uh, having a conversation with yourself on my drive home on Friday about it. And then I uh, turned on the trailer while I waited for my pizza. Are you putting this trailer on right now? I am putting the trailer on right now. <laughs> this is such an Giant interactive ha- experience. Giant Bomb has a uh, quick look video that I'm... No sound, but I'm going to put up the gameplay right now. Um, so, 
Yeah, this. You, so uh, explain to me how this game, or I guess how similar is this game to um, uh, like a Hotline Miami kind of game? It's not. It's not like that because it's not one hit fail. Okay. Like you have a lot of health and stuff, and there are ways for you to recover. Like I'm trying things. to say, it, it reminds me a bit of like an Enter the Gungeon, like. Yes. It's like, like Enter that. the Gungeon, but it's less punishing. Okay. Um, and there are like different classes and stuff. Yeah. So I, I, Abe Lincoln. I said something like, "Yeah, you can be, you can be Abe Lincoln." I, I tweeted about this a bunch, uh, and and this is of course uh, courtesy of uh, uh, of our friend Rufus over at uh, Eleven Bit Games uh, sent this to me. So I tweeted this out and I said, uh, "Just a bit, just played a bit of Tower Fifty Seven. Uh, and this game is kind of crazy. Reminds me of, to me, a more enjoyable, approachable version of Enter the Gungeon with some serious Bioshock and cyberpunk vibes. Super solid top-down shooter mechanics complete with special abilities, hacking, and more. Uh, some pretty cool pop culture references as well. Uh, like, I'm wandering through, like, some dungeon, and I find the dead body of somebody, and they have a name tag on, and it says Chester Copperpot, which is a pretty... I like that reference. That's a good reference. Uh, and it has like really good music. You have to tell me about um, this Chester Copperpot reference. Chester Copperpot is uh, that is a reference to the Goonies. Yes. Oh, is wait because um, that guy, one of the characters or one of the heroes, I guess, kind of looked like. Oh, boy! Sloth. I forgot the sloth. Thank you. I was gonna call him Chunk. I was like, no, that's a little chubby boy. <laughs> no, Chunk is. Uh, no, but he said Chunk. Do the travel shovel. <laughs> Chunk. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Not great. That that does not hold up really at all. What? Just that, that character? That character. I mean, there's a well, lot what in that was movie his that's pretty job? offensive. They they treat him absolutely they treat him like a monster. It's awful. Yeah, well, wasn't he like a cave monster? He lived down in a cave? Like against his will? Well they I kept mean, him there. His, his mom was the freaking leader of the that, pirates. That ugly yeah. lady, yeah. And she treated him like a freaking monster, and his brothers treated him like a monster, and he was just a he was just a big, nice special needs kid. And it was I don't know, it was very not okay. Dang. But nobody's made me think back at Goonies in a long time. Go back <laughs> and watch it and just be like, wow, this is very this, this movie now, could not be made today. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so so basically, from a story standpoint, uh, one of the things I tweeted was uh, uh, you're, I'm basically playing as a cyborg Pinkerton agent send mm-hmm. in to end a worker strike in some like next level horrible conditions, like mutants, etc., and stuff like that. Like very reminiscent of some of the creatures from Chrono Trigger and stuff like that. So it's it's like it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, but it I I also I think it's co op as well. Yes, so, the footage we're watching now uh, has two homies. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I am pretty uh, I'm pretty hype on that. I definitely did not ex- and and not only that within the first like minute uh, there was statues of 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 breasts and statues of werewolves and stuff. So if you if you can't get your fix in this game, you know I don't I don't know I don't know what you're looking for. Yeah, I'm in it for the all them werewolves. pixels. Slime monsters and werewolves and stuff. If that if that's not your kink, like I don't I don't know what you're I don't know what you're here for. I have a whole <laughs> album on my iPhone of shaved werewolves. 
Isn't that just people? <laughs> hey, aren't we all Sir, just this people? is pornography. <laughs> We're all just shaved James, werewolves. They're James, very... that's just porn. <laughs> no, they're shaved werewolves. <laughs> yeah, so, so I played a bit of that, so I wanted to tell you guys, like, it's it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um and it's I don't know it's like a top down it's a it's a top down twin stick shooter so it's it's Man. it feels kind of like some of those uh, some of those score chasing games except yeah. take away the score chase and just have it be like a story I don't know it's it feels better um, and th- the music is freaking sick like the music is really good it, it looks fun I haven't played a good top down in maybe a decade. Uh, the last one I can remember, there was a zombie one on the PlayStation Three. It was, like was the first free was, PlayStation. Are you talking Network about Dead game. Nation? Oh, Dead yes. Nation, yeah. I was literally going to bring up Dead Nation and compare it to this. That's a Housemark game that it. I actually, I think it's their worst game. I know some oh. people say it's like their best game, but yeah. Resogun and and uh, and Super Stardust oh, are Resogun's better so than good. it. Oh, that's um, also them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Next Machina and um, Matterfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, although those didn't sell that well um no. yeah which is i mean which is why they stopped making retro games and now they're working on like some like some mmo or open world or like battle royale or something i don't know what they're working on now i feel like the games that have like stuck with me the most this year god of war dragon ball um I feel like I'm just so, and like this is so stuck up of me, and I don't care. I'm so <laughs> over the pixelated look, and I never thought this day would come. Like, wow! I really like Mr. Retro, Mr. Retro, Mr. Retro games. himself is like, yo, but can we move on like a little bit? Like, I feel like every every nine out of ten games anymore that come out are all pixel art. I, I think I have that same argument for the over-the-shoulder third-person game as well. Well, and that's it. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Make more dating games. There's not enough dating games. I need another Here's, here's what I need. A third-person third shooter dating game. That's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just getting jaded. It's just... I feel like any of these games... I'm surprised. A lot of these games that come out, especially, like, Switch is the one that... Switch is the one that made me notice it. Like, I feel like it had... All of these games all of the, yeah. not been coming out on Switch alongside nothing else for the system yeah. this year. Like, I wouldn't have cared, but now... It's literally the Nintendo games that are not that way, and then all the other games are. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and... Oh, you get Captain Toads, and then you get freaking, what is it, Captain, Shovel Knight, and, that, and then the, the Messenger, and then... Captain Toad, a game that I already played. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bunch of games that you've already played, and then a bunch of pixel games that you've already played mostly. Yeah. I, so I, are, I feel like me being as busy as I have been the past couple of months um, has. You don't like, have time for pixels. Oh, and it's just like it's I put my glasses my on. Like, wow, Ain't nobody got time for that. So many. There's so much stuff that I'm just like, I don't care. I just don't care anymore. Yeah, um, and that's sad. Wow. Maybe it's just maybe it's just me getting older. Um, but then like there's there's stuff that. Gets but you would think that like, would make uh, you more nostalgic and not less. You would think, but I mean, I don't know. Like, although, the only although game I is, want is King of Cards, and it's not out yet. It, it doesn't come yeah, out until April. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, although, although I will say, I I don't have enough to like actually give like a preview or a review of the. I, I guess a preview, yeah. But um, uh, I got uh, I got a code for the Messenger, which uh is by Sabotage Studios, uh, which is one of the people that that uh, that I saw and one of the games that I saw at PAX. Um, game is giving me super hard uh, vibes of um, freaking Shovel Knight. 
like super reminding me of Shovel Knight. Like I've played literally like the first level and I'm like, ooh, I think this might be like the next one of those. It seems um, like a lot of people have been talking about that. Um, dude, I, I literally played like a minute. I, I jumped up in the air as as a ninja and apparently after you attack, you can jump again. So they have like these elevated like lamps and stuff. And so it's very much like Spectre Knight. Like where you jump up in the air and like he would dash through something and then continue up. Oh yeah, I have seen. Uh, here I'll pull up. I'll pull up gameplay footage of it now. I have. Why well, I, I we I I basically have already said everything that I could say about it. Sure. But it's very like I'm getting the way that the stuff pops up, the way that the graphics are handled. It is very retro in the new way, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. getting like really strong shovel knight vibes off of that. I'll tell you how I know like something's probably wrong right now. Like just with me and my headspace of gaming okay. in general. Mm-hmm. Like. Me, who was so mad at you, like, was so mad at you for telling me to get Assassin's Creed last year. Last year or two years ago. I don't even remember anymore. Odyssey, I think, was last year, yeah. Uh, Or no. No, no, no. no, no. Odyssey is this. Origins was last year. Yeah. I'm watching gameplay. And I don't know if it's because I was just at the gym and 300 was on. But, like, I'm watching gameplay videos of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I'm like, I kind of need this game. I kind of need Dude, to play this game. No, you just want to know. I'm not gonna thing. like it. Everybody I've talked to uh, at IGN, all the people who are reviewing it, are saying this is a much better version of Origins. I hated uh, Origins, and I'm just like, ooh man, Origins was already better than like all but like maybe one or two of the Assassin's Creed games, which means Odyssey probably gonna be my favorite Assassin's Creed ever. Uh, which means I it will never to top it. Black Flag, and that's a fact. And two? <laughs> no, just, just Black Flag. Black Flag, just Black Flag is the best Assassin's Creed ever. Yeah, I I agree. The only Ooh, the man, the only one um, that I was like, this might not be better than this. That was what I was talking about. Like oh, Black Flag is is my high point, and I think Origins is better because of the it has way better gameplay. Like they okay. basically took the Witcher cross Dark Souls combat and put it in Assassin's Creed with a more interesting world. Yeah, because like, most I of those games are just like you just kind of wait it out and counter. You could go into a group of like twenty people and just spam like yeah. triangle to counter forever, and you you'll win eventually. Not in this one, which is what I like. Like the combat in it is way way better. Um, but I will say I still think the world of Black Flag is the best. Yeah, um, singing shanty tunes on your boat but, on the sea. But <laughs> honestly, Edward sucks as a hero. Bayek is a way better hero. Uh, yeah, Edward was Edward, weird. I liked didn't that they have kinda... any justification for his freaking. Abilities. Yeah, he just found he so found a suit stupid. and he put it on, and I like. And that. then he was all of a sudden super good at sneaking around and stabbing people. It's like, come on, that's dude. true. His drunken sailor. Yeah, he's dumb. But the world and all the stuff that happened around him was awesome. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, and I just like old pirate lore. But yeah, I mean that was great. I mean I'm all freaking about it. I mean that's why they're making Skull and Bones. So there's that. Mm. Uh, if you don't like freaking. Uh, pixel art you're definitely not gonna like the next game that i talk about which is beat cop have you seen this game no yeah beat cop is it a rhythm game because it sounds like one oh no that's such a good name for a rhythm game oh my goodness that would be (laughs) a police dancing game yeah (laughs) that's what i thought where i thought this was going no it's it's literally like a like a top-down kind of adventure style game where you like walk back and forward arrest people with music not music, but like you have to dance you, them into the cell. 
you arrest people like basically what happens is it's it's like straight up old school hard-boiled 80s cop drama like mm-hmm. everybody is saying the f word every other word um like there's there's the freaking mafia that runs the pizza shop they're is that a, donut? a bunch of racial that's a donut. they're making a bunch of racial slurs about the guys who own the freaking pawn shop they're making a bunch of racial slurs about the mob and like all this sort of stuff, like all kinds of stuff. Absolutely terrible. Like just, but it's kind of fun. Cause like you walk down the street and you're like, hold on, let me check this parking meter. And it's like expired. And I'm like, I'm writing you a ticket, dude. Like, sorry. And then you can call the tow truck and have them tell. It's, it's, so you say role play as a cop. Yes. That's what it sounds like. Yes. Oh my gosh. You play a you play a cop that was he was a star cop. Like freaking imagine freaking Riggs from uh from Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. You're like you're like this guy. And then one day you get a call that somebody busted into like the mayor's house or a senator's house or something. And you go and somebody's been shot uh like outside, but the guy got away with like some diamonds or something mm-hmm. from the house. And uh, you couldn't stop him, and so they basically pin it on you, and then you get knocked back to being a beat cop, and that's what it's about. So you have like very soon, like within the first day or two of this, they're like, "All right, you got 21 days to find uh, before I, before I, the captain of your old police squad, before I retire, you have 21 days to find the diamonds and figure out who actually did this thing, uh, or else they're gonna freaking take you out. Like they're gonna, you know." get you fired and you know maybe bring you up on charges or something i won't be able to defend you anymore Mm -hmm. so and there's all that combined with like you know this homeless guy got murdered you got to solve this crime or like you gotta you gotta like interrogate suspects and stuff like that so it's i don't know it's it's interesting like they give you handcuffs and they give you a notepad and stuff and they're like all right you got to go research this stuff so it's just like i'm just running around this isn't like my type of game but Mm -hmm. i've I don't know. I was just enjoying like kicking around a little bit and stuff. It did get like, it did make me feel like a little bummed out because like all of the cops are crooked. Yeah. And they're telling you that like, they're telling you that like you need to be crooked so that you can like actually make money and then go retire in the Cayman Islands and stuff. And I'm just like, man, in this current climate, like I'm really not ready to be a crooked cop. Like I can't, I can't do this right I now. I can't face this reality. Yeah. Right does it like penalize <laughs> yeah. you for being a good cop? The good cop, bad cop uh, routine? It's it's kind of got like a uh, uh, papers please kind of mentality of like at the end of the week you need to have a certain amount of money and if you don't make enough money, like you, I mean you may need to take bribes and stuff. Like one of the guys uh, from the local gangs is like, hey, we're gonna go rob a store. Like we'll give you, you know, we got some stuff going on tonight. Like if you don't show up, we'll give you a cut or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, whatever, you know. So, you know, and then I made like an extra 30 bucks or something, which is like nothing. But they're like, you got to have $300 by the end of your first week. And I'm making like $50 a day. I'm like, I'm not going to make it. (laughs) I am not going to make it unless I turn bad. So it's breaking bad the cop game, basically. All right. So another game came out this week that James and I. Oh, my. Had uh, the pleasure of playing this video. is is, uh, Not together. Zach Scott games. We did totally did not play this game together. Don't think that we did because we didn't okay yeah now now that we got that out of the way because people actually um, came to my mario party people came to mine oh mario party super mario party came out on the nintendo switch on friday um james i have to ask 
Okay. How many games did it take you to win your first game of Mario Party? Um, I haven't won yet. Okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah, no, I just, I keep losing, like, hysterically, too. So the worst situation, this game kind of takes with all the other ones where we still have our bonus stars at the end of the game. You're circling the board, getting your dumb stars. But, so, one of the bonus stars at the end of the game is the unlucky star, and it's for everyone that lands on the most unlucky spaces. So you do gain a star, and that's a good thing at the end of the game. At the end of this game, everybody got the unlucky star but me. So I still finished the game with one star, and the next lowest person had, like, six. This And game, I didn't get the unlucky star. <laughs> this game is the epitome of, like, everything that Brian will not like about Mario Party. <laughs> like... So, so if there was a version for me to jump in on, this is definitely not I feel it. like this definitely, like... And don't get me wrong, when you come to visit, like it or not, we're, we're playing, playing this game. You're That's gonna fine. have to. You're gonna have to deal with it. That's um, fine. But like, we will play it, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, there are some problems with how this game is designed." Um, yeah, probably. If there, there are, yeah. there are like so. Like the other Mario parties, you go around in the. There's five different modes, but the main mode is Mario Party. Um, you go around the board, you collect coins, you buy stars with those coins. Um, there's different items that you can get and things like that. They've added different systems. So um, is, the, is the goal, like, at the at, at a certain turn or something to have the most stars? Yeah, something? so, like, you mm-hmm. play a certain number of turns per game. You choose at the beginning how many turns you want to play. Um, and can then you choose one? No, nah, it's, the, like, the, the shortest 10, is 10, 15, 20. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then it says like 10 terms How? is like 60 minutes 15 oh. is 90 like it actually breaks it down and at first when we wow, started playing so the, so the shortest one is an hour yeah, yeah it goes by quickly though like it really does I mean, it's an hour, so it goes by at the pace of an hour. Well, no, you don't yeah. realize like how long it is, though. You know what I mean? Okay, it doesn't. It doesn't feel long. It's not like no. by the time it's over, I'm like, oh my god, I do not want to play. Like we played three games in a row on Friday night. It's like um, we could have literally just watched the extended cut Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and instead we played Mario Party. Um, so yeah, I mean, the the objective of any Mario Party game is like you have to get the most amount of stars at the end of the game, and whoever has the most stars wins. Um, and you can get, you get coins by competing in mini games, which is like the main hook of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so is, is this, is this the game that I've heard that has like really bad rubber banding? Uh, although I guess, I guess from what, from what James was saying, like maybe not. Well, no, no. I mean, <laughs> well, like it, somebody can come from behind and like totally blow everybody out of the water. I mean, Mario oh, Kart for has... Sure. Worst, worst rubber banding, I think. This is the worst case of it in a Mario Party game that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, or okay. at least that I can recall. Um, and we recently have been playing. So, four, like, being five, better six, at the seven. game doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win. That's my biggest problem with yeah. it. Yeah. Because there have been so. And, and what's BS about it is, like, so in Mario Party 4, there were. There was, like, a, a minigame star, there was a coin star. So, like, minigame star was whoever won the most minigames. You mm-hmm. get a star for that. Um, most amount of coins, you get a star for that. And then the happening space, which, like, there's a certain space on the board where if you land on that the most, then you get a star for that. Hmm. Super Mario Party, it seems like it's random. 
um, as far as what star, what bonus stars they're giving out at the end. So, mm-hmm. like James said, you could get the unlucky star that they're giving out, or it could be um, who had the most friends at the end of the game because like you, you can get friends yeah. in this one. Um, but it, it changed. It seems like it changes every time. I don't know if it's map dependent because every time I've played, I've played a different map. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I had too many moments where I'd be like, okay, I have three stars. Everybody else has two. And one person would get two bonus stars at, at the, at the end out of pure randomness and would just win. Hmm. And I'd be sitting there like, okay, I, guess I, <laughs> I, I did my best. I did my best. And like, I was the best, but this bonus star is what so made sure that I didn't win. What, uh, what mode did you play? Just like classic board Mario Party? Yeah, we just did. We didn't do the River Ransom or whatever that's called. Well, there's also um, um the Partner Party, which yeah, we didn't I, do that either. I was reading that's like, it was some post on Reddit on like our Nintendo Switch, but uh, they're claiming that the game seems like it was built around this Partner Party mode where you take control of two characters and you can actually like split up your dice rolls and like move them around different parts of the board and it actually makes it so you can pretty much actually like utilize the board and get around to other spaces have one character going for stars another like collecting coins and stuff like apparently it makes it such more cohesive experience rather than like i I felt like we always got stuck in this loop of circling the same part of the board without being able to trigger like events that let you cross through other paths or like changing like getting a chain chomp or uh the the thwomp guys out of your way right like so did you did you unlock the last board no okay it's weird like this one in particular this this game in particular like the each board feels very different and Mm -hmm. like to the point where the fourth board like the one that you unlock actually feels like a different game completely like you have to play it differently than you do all the other boards which like in one aspect is cool Mm -hmm. But then, like you were just saying, like the the first one, um, like whatever the island one is, um, I found that that was probably the most imbalanced because you had so many moments where like the star would move and you it would be on an island somewhere that nobody can get to. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So it just felt like the game didn't progress. My headphones just came out. Just FYI. Hey, it happened. So does that mean you can't hear us? There we go. Uh, yeah, it does. There we go. <laughs> Boom. So what, I guess, talk about the good things about the game. What's your favorite minigame? Um, there are a few really good ones. that I, mm-hmm. or I There's a lot of really good ones, actually. Um, the one where you're climbing up the pipe, just because it's funny watching oh, everyone in the room look like they're stroking. masturbating. Yeah, stroking the salami. Um, that one's super funny. There's one Sizzling where... Sizzling Steaks is my favorite. I haven't done that one yet. Oh, I went out because we weren't getting it in any of the boards. So I just yeah. went out of the way. We played uh, f- the free for all mini games, and you can select a random mini game each time. So like you mm-hmm. do one, and it's like all right, random next one. But I started with sizzling steaks. It's great. Just cooking a piece of meat with a Joy-Con. <sighs> See, like oh, I want to do that one. I like the. Um, <laughs> you want to cook some meat, buddy? Yeah, man. I love cook a cube. Yeah. The. Um, one, you're driving around in... Oh, it was just on, up on the screen. You're driving around in a little cart, and there's a boxing glove on the front, and you have to punch the other players in the back. 
I did not I run into that, that one. That one is very good. Um, hmm. And there's also one where it'll it says like hit the button on in the direction of like where a heart is on the screen, and it'll be like up, down, left, or right, and you just mm-hmm. have to like hit that. Oh, button. rhythm game. But it's like as whoever's the fastest at doing that, um, they get the most points. Um, so that that one is super fun because when you mess up or like you, somebody else around you will mess up and they'll know it immediately and you'll just hear like oh I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> you get all like upset nice. um, like the, the mini games in it do a really good job of getting everybody like really amped up um, at the end of a turn because um, there there have been Mario parties in the past where it seems like you're doing the same especially like Mario Party Mario Party 8 which I have to say quietly because that's like one of Jess's favorites um, the, Why do you have to say that quietly? I don't know. She might She'll hear me and then smack kick the door down. Oh. Yeah. What did you say about Mario Party 8? Because Mario Party 3 is the best, but whatever. <sighs> I wanted, That's the only one I've never owned. I know. I rented it. And that was it. That was my only <laughs> Mine does have Mario a blockbuster, blah, blockbuster label still stuck to it. <laughs> did you buy it from there or just take it home? Hey, I don't know, man. I was a kid. <laughs> Wow. That's for baby Janes to figure out. <laughs> yeah, you can't uh, can't incriminate yourself. That's yeah. fine. Nope. Plead the fifth. But uh, no, I mean some of the the cooler systems that they've added. The in each character has a specific dice that is tied or die or whatever yes. that is tied to them. So like Bowser has a die that, and he's the only one that has it. Where it's six sides, two of the rolls, he either gets minus two. Um, he can move one space, and then it's like eight, nine, or ten. Um, so it's like high risk, high reward kind of thing with his. Um, hmm. But like each character has their own play on like that die. Like some might have higher than others, or some might have lower. Um, but knowing when, like especially when you get a bunch of different allies, mm-hmm. um, knowing when to play certain die at certain times. Um, to like increase your chances, like on landing on a specific space on the board. Um, that aspect of it is way cooler than it's ever been. Yeah, I um, love in a, that in a Mario Party. Yeah, I think Shy Guy had the coolest dice. It's just five fours and a one. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a pretty cool dice. Yeah, it's a good yeah. dice. Unless you're trying to land on like a specific spot, but yeah, that's true. Uh, this oh, uh, this mini game is pretty good too. Uh, what a racket! Um, where it's it's tennis. Um, I'm waiting for this ad to finish. But it's tennis, um, and it's 1v3. The person who's the one has, like, a giant racket and has to hit bombs over to the other side, and then the other three have, like, smaller rackets, and they have to hit it to the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one's super fun. Um, yeah, I mean, like, there are there's maybe one or two minigames that we've come across that I've been like, this is dumb. But for the most part, um, I mean, we had a grand old time playing this game like with four people it's really fun mm-hmm. um with two you start to notice uh some of its problems at well, least and, then all, and, all the ways you can screw each other over it just becomes so personal right so it's like monopoly oh uh, yeah mm, like, yeah we're like two person monopoly is like oh i'm literally just screwing you over purposefully yeah <laughs> no i'm not gonna trade with you because i'm trying to kill you yeah economically but like there were what was cool with uh when jess and i were playing was um we bumped it up to very hard 
Um, and that was actually the first game I ended up winning. Um, but we uh, were, like, conspiring against Bowser and Daisy. We were like, no, they can't win. One of us has to. So, like, that was kind of cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it exists. Like, it's... The Switch needed a good multiplayer game yeah. that wasn't just Mario Kart. Um, and this is one of those games that, like, anybody that comes over and is like, oh, man, I wish we could play, like, Mario Party. Like, I will always say yes. I don't I don't see a world where I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm tired of this game. Um, unless it's all we were doing. It just, it seems like a good one that you can go back to. And there's a lot in it where I've... I've played four games already, um, and I haven't. I've barely seen what this game has to offer, as far as like just the scope of it. Like how many mini games? There's 80 mini games in it. I've probably played 35 of them. Yeah. At this point, hmm. that sounds about right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm definitely excited about getting like going hands on with it and playing with you guys. Uh, you know, when we go up there, because uh, this will be my. I think I played one match or like half of a match uh-huh. of it on like 64 or something yeah and i was just like this game sucks i'm Damn. gonna go back to playing smash <laughs> one main thing or one major thing that's like kind of weird i don't mind it but i, f- I felt bad for uh, my friend Devin because he has very large hands um you have to play this game with a joy con uh, one joy yeah, con yeah. like each person has a joy con you can't play pro controller or like any other config you have to play with a joy con Huh. Because, like, so many of the games are motion-based or um, dependent on, like, how you're holding them or, like, whatever. Um, so, like, that's the only way that you can do it. Like, I don't mind it because the game doesn't really require... It doesn't ask like, much it, of you. A lot of coordination. Yeah, it doesn't ask a lot of, like, you have to be amazing at this. You know what I mean? So it's not that big a deal, but... Um, for somebody with, like, really large hands, I could see it. Just that controller in general. Yeah, the most, annoying, like, but. complex game, I think, with the Joy-Con was... So you have a water... Everyone has a water tank on their back, and you have to shake oh, with the Joy-Con yeah. to fill the water tank. And then you just walk around and shoot with the A button. That was probably the most, like, complex one with that. Yeah. Because it used all the things, motion and controls. <laughs> very, very intuitive. <laughs> all right. Uh... So, uh, where, where do we want to go uh, next? Do we want to go Frostpunk or Mega Man, or do we want to get into uh, some other stuff? Uh, who saw Venom? Was it just me? I did. I saw the you post-credits. Did. You guys can, you can do it. You can, you can just do it. Yeah? Just do it. Get the sim- symbiote beat. I mean, we're not going mean, to... We, we're we're we don't gonna... have to spoiler cast it. Like, we can just yeah. give our impressions on no, it. Spoiler Especially it. because if we're going to spoiler cast it, I would want it to be at the end of the put episode. The, put the symbiote in my ear. Yeah. Let me hear it. But. So this movie is not nearly as bad as we thought it would be. So, so context, just so you guys know, the Rotten Tomatoes... Uh, when it first started, it was thirty, and then it went down to like twenty-eight. Uh, it might—I don't know where it is now. I can—I can look. I'm that checking up. now. Um, uh, it is at twenty-nine percent. Twenty-nine percent. So it's staying. But staying there. that's the critic score. The audience score is at eighty-nine percent. Wow. That's what I'm saying, man. Like it's—it's it's weird. I haven't seen a movie like this in a while where, um, yeah, the the split was that grand and. And I think part of it 
part of it has to be that if I'm a, a film critic and I'm watching this movie and I, I have the entire MCU to compare it to, I don't know if it's as low as a 29% or a 4 out of 10 on IGN, but I would, like, I could see why they're saying it's not as good as, like, uh, not Age of Ultron, because it's my, literally my least favorite one. Um, <laughs> Iron Man or whatever. You know, any, any of them. Um, Homecoming. Like, if you, like, uh, we were talking about it in the Slack channel, the IGN social Slack channel, and uh, the, f- <laughs> the first night... Uh, one of the people, I won't say who it was, but one of the people was like, this movie is terrible. The first 35 minutes, I'm actually embarrassed for the studio that put it out. Um, wow. And then the more we talked about it, the person turned came, came around and was like, all right, maybe it's not that bad. Um, like, it's, it's definitely, it's worth seeing. There were parts in it. I legitimately laughed out loud. Like, I laughed in this movie way more than I, I ever expected to. Um, I don't... I don't know if I laughed, but uh, I had I had a fun time. Yeah. Like, I liked Tom Hardy and Venom's back and forth. Like, when... Like, in his head. Um, like, hearing his voice or whatever. And, uh... The plot's not great. The, there's not much to it. There's not much to it. The it's end, basically a vehicle to get the two of them together. Yeah. And that's basically it. Yeah. The uh, final fight also, is pretty terrible. Also, I was really annoyed because they basically... In in the mid-credit sequence, they... Don't... The mid-credit sequence made me really happy. I'm not going to go into detail. It the made me happy sequence, for what could come, but we never know. It'll, 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 dude, it's, it's, it's making good money. Now, I don't know how much they spent I don't know what the budget it, was on it. That's the but problem. The op- but the opening weekend, I think, was like 80 mil. It set, like, it, it, like, broke the October record. Yes. But that's because it came out in October. It's not a summer blockbuster. 80.3 They're doing million. the same thing that games are doing, which is we're starting to release them at different times. So you'll get, you'll get a big hit in, like, March. You'll get something big coming out in February or January or whatever. Like, it's not a death knell if you release right before Christmas or right after Christmas right. anymore. Like, you can still get a big hit uh, in that in that window, and movies are doing the same thing. Um, but, so, they, they cheat to what could happen in a sequel, uh, and to be honest, probably will happen in a sequel. Um, but then, the this, I don't know how I can say this without spoiling anything, the stuff that we would get from the character that might show up in a sequel was also done by a character in this movie. And I was like, okay, so how are you going to make it stand out or be that much different? And like, how is this not going to be just a repeat of what happened in this movie? To now, some extent, thematically, it it's going to be extremely different. Yeah. Because the personalities of these individuals is very different, but mm-hmm. effectively the, the, the powers that they kind of conveyed, the abilities that they used. I was like, whoa, that really reminds me of this character. Yeah. And anyway, if, if you watch the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. But like, yeah, the, the fight wasn't great. There's certain types, uh, certain times the CG was not great. Other times it looked fine. Um, there yeah, were I certain mean, moments. There, um, the, there was, there's one scene in particular where uh, Tom Hardy comes down a elevator and like there's like a SWAT team 
Um, and that it's like, scene is probably my favorite in the movie. It's the best. That's the best action scene in the movie, I think. Um, if not yeah. that, the bike scene is uh, probably the best. No, definitely. But, but not. there were there were there were moments in that that I was like, ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, it's cringy. Yeah. The, the SWAT scene is definitely the best, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it's because it it plays to it, it plays, plays to, to that Venom's strengths, well. which is he is freaking scary. Yeah. Like if you play him right, if you don't play him goofy mm-hmm. and weird, like Venom is is he he is one of those characters that like he's unpredictable enough and venom specifically doesn't care that much whether people live or die uh and compared to spider-man eddie brock doesn't really either now in this it's a little bit different uh but that's one of the things about the character which is like he's spider he's Stronger than Spider-Man, and he doesn't really care if there's collateral damage. Yeah. Um, that's what makes Venom interesting, I think. What did um, you think of Spider-Man not being in this movie? I thought it was fine, honestly. Uh, I thought it worked. They, like, they, they, made, it, they made it work. Um, I, think, I think the movie had far bigger issues than not having Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Um, like, I, I think if they had... Honestly, if they had fixed some of the weird tonal issues that the movie had fix some of the seemingly glaring loopholes uh, that it had in the plot uh, and just had kind of like more, not even like better acting or like, you know, kind of more high quality acting, more consistent. Like I, I, I wanted a more, it felt inconsistent to me. Like what well, the, the tone, the tone as a me. whole is very inconsistent. Like, yeah. So I feel like if they if they brought that together and made it more a cohesive, complete package, and it didn't feel like kind of hobbled together, I feel like this would totally stand on its own without Spider Man. Yeah. Um, now, would I have thought that going in? Probably not, because the whole Venom origin story is based on Spider-Man. Spider-Man the reason he there. can do a lot of the stuff that he can do, which spoiler, he doesn't really do a whole lot of Spider-Man-ish stuff in this movie. He's kind of his own thing. So, I hope that in a future one they bring at this point, honestly, I don't know how they would do that. Like like even they, I don't they, I don't think could. you can they even could. introduce Spider-Man in a sequel and then make that make sense in because by, by the end Basically, the the premise of this movie is it's and I heard somebody say it's kind of a buddy cop movie and I was like I mean yeah it kind of is yeah uh, but um, but the, the the interesting thing is like by the end of the movie the, the whole point has been to get these two people together like get Venom and Eddie Brock together now by the end of the movie they're together and then you know <clears throat> so there wouldn't be really any reason for Venom to split off and bond with Spider-Man to adopt his powers and things. So I, unless they had it where it was like, Oh, Hey, there's Spider-Man. He looks like he can do some cool stuff. Let me see if I can do something like that. Right. And then like, that was the way that they did it. Like, you know, which would, could work, you know, but like, I don't even, I, honestly, I don't even see a need to really introduce Spider-Man well, and honestly, at like this the, point either. The way that it, the direction that the Marvel movies are going in at this point with so many, seemingly so many of the cast changing, does it even make sense to have him in there? Like, I... Uh, Honestly, I, I I think Tom Holland is here for a while. No, no, no. Especially because they got Tom him so Holland's young. here for a while. I'm saying, like... Or you're saying Tom Hardy, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't think it hurts it with him being there. I think you need to find a way to make us care about him in that universe somehow, or like give him a reason to be there. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm i fine if I mean, it never... No, I, I'm fine if it never happens, though, is what I'm saying. You're fine with Venom being just a standalone Yeah, thing. like, let it, let it, you know, let them do whatever they want to do with it. That's fine. I'm I, not... I, what I, keep I going, agree. I think the longer it goes on, the more awkward it would be to not have Spider-Man, because so much of the context of Spider-Man and the other characters in that universe is Spider-Man as the central figure and their contrast to him. I mean... Venom is the dark reflection of Spider-Man. That's the whole point. Right. That's the point of Venom. Um, but um, I will tell you, I would absolutely, especially given how big and hulking and enormous Venom is in this movie and just as a character compared to Spider-Man, I would love to see Tom Holland fight freaking Tom Hardy Venom in like the second or third Marvel Spider-Man movie. Yeah. If they could, if they could license out that sort of a thing and like have the second or third movie be about a very established Eddie Brock venom versus a slightly more experienced, uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Like I would actually really like that. Like after they like fully get it going, Eddie Brock's totally embraced it. He's been through some stuff. He's done some other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Um, but I mean, I will tell you the, you the same as like watching the other Spider-Man, the recent Spider-Man movies, the MCU, uh, movies watching this movie made me think, man, I'm going to go back and like, look up some good runs of venom, you know, and stuff like that. And like, read about that. Like, I'd already read about, like, a version where uh, Flash Thompson got the symbiote and ended up going into... It was either him. It might have been Eddie. Uh, and ended up going into space and being a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's Cause cool. Because having the symbiote on you means you can you can survive in space um, and stuff because they, like, totally supply everything that the host needs. Um, which is, like, a minor plot point in this movie. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, what, what could we do with these sorts of things? Like, we could do all sorts of things, <laughs> you know. And so, like, w- actually watching somebody be Venom in space was like pretty cool. Uh, in in the in the comics that I was reading, yeah, it was yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, where Kitty Pride was a member of the Guardians, and uh, so was Venom. So it was like really weird, um, like a hodgepodge of X Men and Guardians and freaking Spider Man, like stuff. celebrity rehab. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, the, the main thing I keep coming back to with this is that I'm mad that Suicide Squad was made. I'm mad that that movie exists and that it's like... What a good transition. Such a, such a glaring, like, terrible thing on the DCU. Um, yeah. I'm not mad this movie came out. Like, five years from now, I'm yeah. just going to be like, oh, yeah, that, that Venom movie was a thing, and I'll move on. And I'm fine with that. Now, we didn't, we didn't say... You and I have talked about, like where we would land it on, like, the freaking 10-point IGN scale. Yeah. Uh, we've had conversations about this. Uh, I don't think either of us are as high on it as the Rotten Tomatoes customer... No. ...like, viewer is, but we're definitely not as low as the critic uh, are. I think it lands at, like, maybe 6.57. That's yeah, what when I When I walked out, I said, like, a 6.9. Um, yeah. I'd probably now put it at, like, a 6.5. Five. I wouldn't put it above a six five. Um, I would watch it again. Like I'll probably buy it when it comes out. Like I, 
it's fine. I enjoyed I would it. Really I enjoyed it. Like I, see... I laughed a lot. Like <laughs> that's the one I thing would really I be interested to see an extended cut, especially after what. And I know that he went back on it, but like Tom Hardy did say that like forty minutes was cut, and it was my favorite forty minutes of it. And before, and then he was talking to Jim Vavita from IGN. Uh, on the red carpet for Venom and was saying, oh, like, I say all that stuff. Like, there's seven hours of footage of me, like, dancing in the Venom costume and, like, you never get what you want in the movie or something like that. But, like, it's everything I want is in the movie and more. And whether he meant that or whether he was just, He was told to say that. (laughs) Told to say that after he, you know, said that sort of thing. I would be interested in seeing an extended cut of this with, like, more stuff in it that kind of fills in the gaps. I'll be shocked if we do. I would love to see it, but I would be absolutely shocked. It's like uh, Jared Leto's like three extra days of Joker footage. He's like, you guys would get oh, yeah. it if you saw that. Except I, that I don't care anything. Yeah, about. I don't even want it. No, I want it to go away. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely don't want it. Speaking of speaking of that, before we before we segue into the other other news, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, did you hear the story today about people on the Joker set? I did. I just read that what? Uh, as I Fill was me waiting in. for you to. Uh, to return from the facilities. So they're uh, filming the Joker movie, the Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Jack Joker and movie. Phoenix. The, 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 um, the, wa- the Woker. <laughs> and um, there was, uh, there were reports coming out that I'm trying to find the article now, but there were reports coming out that um, movie extras that are there for the Joker movie were locked in a subway train and then were, f- they weren't allowed to leave. For like two hours. For like th- two, three hours. And people were Weren't like... Weren't allowed breaks. Union breaks. Yeah. And uh, people actually got to the point where they're like, we have to go to the bathroom. And they're like, you know what? Screw it. And started peeing between the train cars where they're filming this yeah. movie because they just would not let them out. Um, yeah. At oh, this boy. point... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's say movie extras filming scenes at the Brooklyn subway station for the Joker movie. Yeah. For over three hours. According to TMZ... Um, the Screen Actors Guild reportedly received a complaint. Uh, they'll be monitoring the set and follow up as needed. Uh, IGN has reached out to Warner Brothers for additional comment, and we'll update the story if they respond. Uh, footage of Joaquin Phoenix in the Brooklyn subway. Jesse wrote that one, right? This is... Jesse Wade. Yeah, I, t- I talked to her. I literally talked to her about that because she wrote that story around the same time that I was submitting... Uh, a trailer uh, to the video team for a game called Love Kami Healing Harem, and we had to put an age gate on it because it is. Super oh, I watched, <laughs> I watched. Did you really? Trailer. Yeah, you have I my attention. I was, like, what? I was like, "What is this anime? What is happening?" Yeah, yeah, um, it's it's. I'll uh, pull it up. So I I messaged I messaged uh, Jesse about that, and I was like, I feel kind of gross because I just had to submit this. Uh, <laughs> I just submit this trailer to the video team. And she's like, Wait, she's like, it's okay. Oh, it's not. That would have been so funny. No, no, no. It's not. I submit l- like a lot of trailers. You, you like, you would notice. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of trailers all the time. Uh, they don't, they don't attach names to that. Just articles. Um, but she was like, it's okay. I just had to write a story about people peeing and on the Joker set. That's so. funny. And I was like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> And then I got into a big discussion with the person on the video team that I sent that I sent it to, and then the person who it wasn't in the object list for it didn't have an object for IGN. So I also had to talk to the database team, and every single person <laughs> along the way was like, Ew, "Those Moe games are back," like, and it's like, "Yeah, 
I, yeah, I literally had conversations with like four people as, as this was making its way down the pipe. What uh, is this I'm, game? I'm sorry, guys. It's a harem game. This is the, I can is see the that, third like, one. Is it just like a... It's the third one in a series. A dating sim? I don't know. It's like, I don't want to talk about this just like There's just images of these women. They pre- seem pretty similar, but something's totally different. Delve, totally different Japan. Some slightly different love goddesses. <laughs> this is not what I wanted for this show. This latest trio features a lady, a wife. What? And a mistress. Endorsed by Brian? <laughs> not endorsed. Not in yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll buy it or play, whatever. If you want to play for anime feature, confirmed. <laughs> <gasps> Our video game series. <laughs> hooray for hooray for harems. Yeah, yeah hooray for harems. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, boy. Uh, Where that, were we I, before that, that happened? We, so we were talking about uh, we were talking about that. We were talking about um, the Peeing news for the Joker. And um, speaking of the Suicide Squad, uh, James Gunn. Uh, is on board to uh, to write and potentially direct the next Suicide Squad movie. Which, dude, if they can get the next Suicide Squad movie feeling like a Guardians of the Galaxy, I am in for that. I'm in yep. for that. Because let me tell you, the writing and directing on the last Suicide Squad is most of what made it bad. Like, Margot Robbie was really good. As Harley Will Smith is always like, good. She looked like a, she looked like a freaking psychopath. And I did. I also had a conversation with Jesse today about about uh, about Deadshot, and and that sort of thing. Uh, and she really liked Will Smith in that. I felt like there was some weird plot stuff going Uh-oh. on with him. Um, but oh, there we go. I don't know. Oof. I, I lost uh, you for part of the stream there. I didn't know. Uh, That's scary. It, it froze up on <laughs> yeah, me. You guys froze, but yeah. All right, but um. But yeah, so I, I wasn't super impressed with Will Smith's character mm-hmm. in in uh, in that. I pretty much feel like Harley was the really no Will Smith was like Will Smith part. in the DC everything. First. Yeah, yeah. He just happened to be there and be given a gun. Yeah. Let's not talk know. about that movie. It makes me sad. Yeah, let's not talk about that. But yeah. I mean, good good news for the for the DC because uh, Suicide Squad being good would be fun. Yes, I think it'd be interesting. Brian. Yes. We are an hour and a half into the show. Okay. We told Richie we would play Fighters. Okay. It's 10, 11 Eastern. Okay. Do we want to wrap soon? Uh, we can wrap soon. I can, I can, uh, do you well, want to, do you want to hear about uh, Frostpunk or Mega Man 11? Yeah. See if the boy's awake. And what did you say, Brian? Frostpunk, Mega Man 11. I can still tell, tell me about, about Frostpunk, because uh, I keep hearing... I like the name. I don't know anything about this game. I just like the word Frostpunk, and it sounds fun, um, but also spooky. So, so uh, enlighten imagine, me. Uh, imagine Civilization crossed with, like, SimCity crossed with this war of mine. I had no idea that this is where this was going. So, it is... so. Basically, what happened is the world, the whole globe froze over, Love and it. a group of people went north from London uh, to this crater where there is this giant kind of coal heat generator. And they're resettling there, and they're building a town there, and they're trying to settle in and survive. Uh, 
so they can figure out what's going on and various things like that. So you start and you're like, all right, everybody's here. We got 40 homeless people. Let's go. And you have them like cart coal back to the thing. Then you fire up the generator. Then you're like, okay, so now we've got heat. Now we need to build shelter. And you, okay, let's go to the woods nearby here. Let's harvest some wood. So like imagine like Warcraft 3 base building, but you never have to fight anyone. Like, it's just, it's like, It's you survival. against the elements at that point. It's you against the elements. Sometimes, at, like, after a couple of days in, like, the temperature went down lower, and then it was like, okay, now the heat radius that the generator will heat, like, kind of shrinks in and stuff. You got to take care of food. You got to send out hunters and stuff. You got to assign people to different things. You got to build, okay, here's a place where we're going to build, like, some medical shed or something. You got to make sure the streets all connect everything. It's, like, resource management and stuff like that. Also, you get to a point and you're like, okay, it's also like kind of uh, like Orwellian, like you can pass laws that like require children to work. You can pass laws that require that like allow you to to, in, to instigate like 24 hour work days temporarily. And so you're managing this hope meter and this discontent meter. And so if the discontent meter goes up like all the way, like something bad happens, if the hope meter goes all the way down, something bad happens. Uh, I lasted... Man, I want to say like 21 days or something like that, or, or maybe a little bit less than mm-hmm. that. Uh, and then, like they, this group started gathering steam. They were called the Londoners, and uh, they're like, "We got to go back to London." Well, I don't know why we ever came out here, you know, just so you could kill us. It was like very kind of 40 days in the wilderness, uh, you know, type of thing. Uh, and then they actually like banished me from the place and like sent me out to die. <laughs> this is my game. <laughs> and that was it. And that was it. Like that was the end. Like they freaking sent me out into the ice flows. Uh, and that was it. So I got to start over again. Uh, but it's really interesting. Cause like you start and it's like, there were other people who like went out from London. And so you try to like, there's a point where like you can set up this beacon and you can use it to kind of scope out, areas nearby and then you can send out scouting missions where people can like gather resources and bring them back and uh you know and uh, you know you can go to like some science outpost and it's like well there were some people here what happened to them did like is there anything here for us to use okay bring it back are there people okay we'll send them back and we can all like we can just expand so you're building out in these like in these like concentric circles out from this ring and like you've got a tech tree and stuff where it's like okay we can make our hunters more effective we can uh ha- build space heaters where we can heat people's workspace so that they don't get frostbite while they're on the job. And like, it's like super elaborate and like, it's, it's kind of got a like, what is it? Day after tomorrow kind of vibe from it of like, you know, maybe you're in the library burning books to keep warm or something. You know what I mean? Like, and it's definitely like, it's not micro level. Like it's, it's macro level. Like you're, you're the freaking eye in the sky trying to make all this work for your people. But like, the more kind of draconian laws that you pass, like they're not going to like that. And like, then you get people that are injured and people come up to you and these prompts come up and they're like, my son is not going to go into work uh, because I'm afraid he's going to get hurt. And it's like, do you let that person like rest? And then like a little bit of hope is restored. Do you say, no, we can't make any exceptions. And like, he might get injured and then you have one less person working and stuff. So it's like, you have to make all these decisions. And it's really, so it's really kind of like roller coaster tycoon with child labor. Kind of, except like. except I never played Roller Coaster Tycoon. But it's 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 interesting. The menus the menus are really, really great. Everything's super solid. Triggered. 
<laughs> it's like this, but uh, more roller coasters. <laughs> and you can make you can put people on uh, roller coasters so that when they get off, they just get back on the roller coaster, and then they just keep throwing up. And they just want they just say, "I want to get off of Mr. Bones's wild ride." <laughs> I mean, this is a little bit more sinister than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know so... how that could be more sinister. <laughs> I I, uh, I respect. Well, I mean, your, I can literally I send people opinion. out knowing that they may die. Like. You might die going on a roller coaster 16 times. <laughs> that is true. You can't just rough. delete the tracks while they're on it. At, you at can also do that. <laughs> at fu- I mean, I can scrap every single shelter in the That's game. That's true. You can how take their food away. Never, how have you never played Roller Coaster Tycoon? Jesus Christ. Because I don't... I, I like riding roller coasters. I don't like watching other people ride them. And I don't like tycoons. I'm morally opposed to them. <laughs> You're my least favorite person. It's like freaking, it's like entertainment robber baron. Like, that doesn't sound interesting to me. <sighs> okay. I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. Like, I played a little bit of SimCity. I'm like, eh, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not fan. big on SimCity, personally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. And, and, uh, and one thing I will say, uh, that's coming up fairly soon. Uh, I was actually contacted by, as I said before, uh, Rufus from 11-Bit Studios and I am actually going to be. There's a big Steam sale uh, that is going to be going on, going to be going on, or going on right now for 11-bit studios games. And I am actually going to be streaming Frostpunk on Steam uh, for this event Ooh, uh, coming up. So I will, I will keep you guys appraised of that. Uh, we're gonna see if I can not get banished this time, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Make it past 21. But I will keep you guys, I will keep you guys appraised of that. Uh, in the coming time. So follow me on Twitter at Ribnax if you want to know more about that. Um, and I, I also have a really cool feature uh, going up on IGN next month that is about Dragon Ball. Ooh. So uh, it's uh, look forward to that. I don't know how much I can talk about that, but uh, I will I will check with, uh, with some of the people that I'm working with uh, on the video team and... Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a history piece, uh, about Dragon Ball. It's gonna be pretty cool. So I'm excited about that. So that'll that'll go up. I'll let you guys know all about that on, uh, on Twitter. So uh, do we do we have time for uh, for Mega Man talk or uh, does Richie want to play some? Uh, he said he would play. He said a word like now. Hmm. So so do we want do we want to wrap up and 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 talk uh, Mega Man next time? Yeah. Why don't we do that? Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you, everybody, ladies, gentlemen, uh, people. Also, freaking crazy cat going psycho in the background. Hey, what's he doing? He's just ripping up my nice Burns. shirts. Uh, thank you for joining us for episode 116. <laughs> if you have episodes on something we said in this or any previous episode, or you want to recommend topics as a session, let us know. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ribnax. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shrives93. Um, over the next week, I may be a little radio silent. Uh, at least next week. This week, the rest of this week should be fine. Um, but I will probably be building the um, esports room at Delval University. Um, if you like anime, you can find us on Hooray for Anime. Um, a anime yeah, all of us pretty podcast. much. And uh, we are next episode that we're recording is Darling and the Franks, uh, the second half of the series, which is episodes 
14 through 25. Yeah, it is. Um, we recorded episodes 1 through 13. That is not live yet. I'm trying to bank a few. Um, that way we just have like a good buffer zone um, between episodes because we tried doing that before and it didn't work out. So, of yeah. Stuff. Because of stuff. So, yeah, you can find me on Hooray for Anime. And uh, thanks. Cool. Get at me at James Von Kralk on all the internets or Beastmo James on Twitch. I don't stream, but my flu shot arm hurts, and you guys can ask me about that. Nice. Hey, uh, hey, James, does your flu arm still hurt? It does. It's a ton. It's in my bones. Dang. That sucks. <laughs> I got a shiny Band-Aid with it, though. It was worth That's it. That's nice. I always like the matte ones that are made out of, like, the, the freaking braided cords, the strong stuff. Yeah. No, this is holographic. It's a it's a rare Band-Aid. Oh, dang. Oh, wow. You got that freaking foil Band-Aid. Yeah, foil Band-Aid. Ooh. They gave me a That's pen, cool. too, and a lollipop. And a kiss. You got a nice, and you got a nice lolly? <laughs> <laughs> you got a nice lolly? I got That's a lolly wonderful. and a kiss on the mouth. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, they're very forward the up there. They're very progressive over there. You may need to talk to the police. Uh, yeah. Watch us stream at twitch.tv slash the platformers podcasts. Uh, if you are listening to this on your podcast feeds, uh, please give us a review. Um, you can find me personally uh, at twitch.tv slash ribnax, and that is where I will be streaming some stuff. Uh, uh, or uh, I, I won't be able to stream the Frostpunk uh, event, and I may, it is, uh, I was specifically asked to stream Frostpunk or Moonlighter. So I may do both of those. I may do one or the other. Right now, my plan is to play Frostpunk, although I am a big fan of both of these games. Um, <clears throat> but I will keep you appraised of that. Uh, but if I'm streaming stuff, like I may stream the last couple of levels of uh, Wily's Castle on Mega Man 11 on uh, Twitch tomorrow if I don't have too much going on. Uh, like I said, please review us. Uh, that helps other people uh, get their eyes and ears on the show. Um, if you really like it, tell your friends about it um man thank you so much for joining us on twitch and on uh in your ears from everybody here at the platformers we hope you have a wonderful week because until next time we are out